Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Buddy C. Studying the 24th chapter today. Got some new folks with us today. Of course, we got Greg and Kate. Marla's on vacation in the Caymans. We got Brandy and uh, Lala with us. Glad to have y'all. So we'll get started. Let's let's just take a, a moment of silence and kind of get centered. Uh, we find that if we open ourselves to the Tao and uh, do what comes natural, everything just falls into place. That's one of my favorite quotes. So let's just take a moment and give some room for us to learn something today. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The 24th chapter of the Tao. This is a good chapter. Well, every one of them is good. But what I'm finding in this chapter has a lot to do with how to operate in the world without arrogance, how to accept compliments. If you're like me, do any of y'all have a problem accepting compliments when things go well? Yeah, I'm usually, yeah. I, usually, I usually think there's something else at the back of it. All right. Well, you automatically think they're after something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm naturally suspicious of people that compliment me, unless it's, unless it's about my jumper. How about in, how about in, okay, let's go ahead and acknowledge this now. He's going to keep hinting around if we don't. Craig has on his elf outfit today. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, I'm sorry, Santa Claus outfit, okay. I thought it was an elf. You look more like an elf than Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks nice, Craig, thank you. Oh, there we go, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we got that outfit. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, I really have a problem accepting compliments, especially with stuff in recovery. Like when somebody, you know, likes something that I'm doing or, or I have a sponsee that makes some progress and they get a chip and they start saying all these great things about their sponsor, you know, which is normal the first year, especially. You know, uh, how do you, at first I was just so uncomfortable. I didn't know how to handle that and what to do with those compliments and how to, you know, first I would just, you know, I would try to back off from those. I mean, I knew everything I have is a gift, right? You know, that we, that we, in recovery, it seems like what I do more than anything is get the blocks out of the way to receiving the gifts that are there. That seems to be more the job than than learning anything. It's it's getting the things out of the way that are keeping me from receiving. So when I start receiving these things and other people compliment me on receiving them, I, I get nervous about it. So how do I give, you know, God credit? How do how do I how do I right size how am I right sized about someone complimenting a gift I have received? That's the way I, I thought about it was it Everything I have is a gift. So if you're given a gift and someone compliments you on a gift you've received, you really can't take credit for it because it's a gift. You didn't do it. You know, and that's the way I look at, that's the way I'm beginning to look at all of life. So this is talking about that. So I I think it's very appropriate. But any comments about that? Anybody else struggle with that kind of thing? Okay, well. Um, maybe this is more for this will help you as y'all as y'all grow in sobriety and you start getting people that compliment you about things or in your work or in other things you do how to stay right sized and stay out of ego and pride with those things but uh, there's some good stuff here so we're going to start by uh, uh, Kate can you read the four four, uh, translations for us sure okay all right First translation, he who stands on tiptoe is not steady. He whose strides cannot maintain the pace. He who makes a show is not enlightened. He who is self-righteous is not respected. He who boasts achieves nothing. He who brags will not endure. According to followers of the Tao, These are extra food and unnecessary luggage. They do not bring happiness. 
Therefore, followers of the Tao avoid them. The second translation. He who stands on tiptoe doesn't stand form. He who rushes ahead doesn't go far. He who tries to shine dims his own light. He who defines himself can't know who he really is. He who has power over others can't empower himself. He who clings to his work will create nothing that endures. If you want to accord with the Tao, just do your job, then let go. Hold on a second there, Kate. Uh, uh, For you new ladies, um, do y'all understand what the Tao is? Do you understand what the Tao is? I don't know if y'all have any experience with this. The Tao is your higher power. The Tao is a source of life. You could just substitute higher power or God for Tao, anywhere you see Tao. So just so you won't, you know, I, I don't know where y'all are at with your study of this. So uh, I wanted to make sure you knew that. So, uh, and a couple of things I found with the second translation, uh, these all of them talk about standing on tiptoe, doesn't stand form. Uh, from what I understand, that means trying to put yourself above everyone else. If you're standing up higher than everyone else, uh, like in an arrogant space, you can't stay there very long. So if you're moving out of an arrogance, trying to look better than everyone else, you cannot hold that position for long. And it's not a steady place to be. And from what I understand, the second part there about rushing ahead can also mean someone who is straddling like, uh, like uh, you can't walk if you're, you know, if you're in some kind of a odd form or, or you're, you're taking some kind of boat, like a, like a peacock kind of, you know, like a, that, that kind of a position uh, that doesn't work either. So it's, it's still talking about um, uh, pride and ego and uh, uh, some kind of exaggerated pose is what I was told. So, and I really like, in here where on this third or this uh let's see the very end when they say that if you want to be in accord with the Tao, just do your job then let it go we're mm-hmm. going to come back to that so that gives you something to think about and these are just different translations of the same text so they all see it just a little differently so so it's good to to see these different uh, interpretations so you want to go ahead with the third one unless you have something to comment on kate sure Those who stand on tiptoes do not stand firmly. Those who rush ahead don't get very far. Those who try to outshine others dim their own light. Those who call themselves righteous can't know how wrong they are. Those who boast of their accomplishments diminish the things they have done. Compared to the Tao, these actions are unworthy. If we are to follow the Tao, we must not do these things. The final translation. Keep your feet firmly planted unless you want to fall on your face. Learn how to pace yourself if you want to get anywhere. Don't call attention to yourself if you want people to notice your work. Nobody respects people who always have excuses. Nobody gives credit to people who always take it. People who hype themselves have nothing else to offer. Think of being in touch with Tao like eating at a buffet. Take only what you need. Save some for everybody else. Any comments? There's nothing worse than getting to the end of the buffet and some selfish person is taking all the good stuff. <laughs> like yeah. they've left them, it's like they've left everything that they don't want to eat. It's like the, it's like the leftover, the le- left all the leftovers, uh, and I think that's why I read that in the fourth one. That the fourth one always makes more sense to me because I think it's a bit more modern. Um, I think basically what it's saying is um, basically keep your feet planted on the ground. Don't try to get yourself above everybody, and you know just keep things natural. Um, if we're, I read, I read a lot of ego into into this chapter. Um, I think it's something interesting in it as well is that. In a lot of the other chapters, it tells you what the Tao does. 
in this one it's telling you what the Dow doesn't do, mm. which I thought was quite interesting. Um, it says compared to the, in the third, tran- uh, third translation, compared to the Dow, these actions are unworthy. Um, it's the first time I've came across something negative in the Dow. It would normally tell you how to how to react to something, you know, let it go or just take what you need. And, um, but I think this is this this one's actually telling you that there's some things that you shouldn't get involved in. I think it's specifically telling you that as well. Telling us mostly what not to do, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, especially when it says we've spoke about this sort of thing before. There was one of the verses where it was talking about being up on the ladder. Um, and your feet aren't on the ground. I think it was Kate that actually summed up. But I think it was, it was September's meeting. Um, if you're on the if you're on the ladder, then your feet aren't balanced. I think that was to do with the natural progression of where you're going in life. Um, I think this one here is basically saying you look, just keep your ego in check. Um, if you're doing things that aren't natural to what you're supposed to be doing, then you know you're, you're really setting yourself up for a big fall. Um, he who stands on tiptoes is not steady. Because you're overreaching, you you know, it's, it's not. Yeah. I think if you visualise yourself standing on tiptoes, then you know, you know for a fact you're not, you're not steady because something's just out of reach and you're forcing yourself to reach that. Um, whereas I think if you just let things come to you naturally, then things are always going to come to you in the wrong time. Don't push and don't let your ego take over. About how about this section here that talks about? Okay, I want to follow it across. Uh, he. Um, this, this part here that says, he who tries to shine dims his own light. Yeah. Uh, everybody will see a falsehood in something. If, you, if you're pushing for something that you're not, if you say, oh, look at me, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, all it takes is one person to say, no, you're not. <laughs> and then everybody else is just basically going to say, do you know what? But, you, but you're actually dimming your own light when you yeah. try to shine. Yeah. Next one says those who try to outshine others dim their own light. So that really puts it in a text that's easy to understand mm-hmm. uh, that we actually harm ourselves. We harm ourselves by trying to press ourselves forward. It's kind of like the Tao. I've got a wall full of these quotes. Uh, the Tao advances by not pressing forward. I think it goes back to the the intentions that we were talking about in some of the other chapters. You know, if you have intentions of trying to, like, falsify yourself and make yourself look good, you know, that's not with the Tao. And and this is kind of saying that it won't even work. You know, it's not even going to, it's not even going to convince people. And it will actually harm you. Yeah. You know, but it's not that it's a, ne- a negative sum gain. It's a negative gain. Right. You know, or or neutral, whatever, how you say it. Um, but it does give the solution, though. The solution is at the very end. of, of The second one says it really clear. If you want to accord with a Tao, which is all of our goal, just do your work, then let it go. So I, I, I guess the goal is how do we let it go? What tool can we use? And some of the other uh, commentaries talk very good about this, especially the Wayne Dyer commentary. Uh, I won't read the Stephen Mitchell, but what the Stephen Mitchell says, it says the word, it's just a one-liner, and let me share my screen again so you can see it. Uh, here, and it, this is pretty interesting, he says that, he who has power over others can't empower himself. He says that others is self. He who has power over self can't empower himself. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But then when I got to thinking about it, that is a positive because when you have power over yourself, you're not going to do all these negatives. You know, you're not going to, operate in pride, try to let your light shine, you know, try to do more, try to be more, you know, all those things, you know. So that was what he said. So that he gets sometimes uh, into the real, you know, difficult interpretation stuff. But that's what he says that means. So um, if we don't have any more comments, we'll move to the commentaries. 
Uh, you want to read for us, Craig? Yep. Derek, Lynn. Derek Lynn has some good, really good stuff today, too. Oh, I found a meeting online, and I'll have to find the, uh, the URL. That Derek Lynn does a Sunday morning go-to-meeting meeting every Sunday morning that anyone can join in. So I've got the link for it. Um, if anybody wants the link, they can just email us at dowofpod at yahoo.com, and I'll, I'll send you the link. It's T-A-O of pod at yahoo, and I'll send you the link. But, um, uh, but I'll, I'll find the link for you guys if you want to join it. But it's every uh, – I think it's uh, 10.30 Pacific every, every Sunday. They're taking a couple of Sundays off here in the holidays. But – uh, and he's going through the Dao De Ching right now. Actually, that's the guy that wrote the commentary we're fixing to, to talk about. So, Craig, you want to share that one with us? Yep. So, the Derek Lynn for the 24th is, those who are on tiptoes cannot stand. Those who straddle cannot walk. Those who flaunt themselves are not clear. Those who presume themselves are not distinguished. Those who praise themselves have no merit. Those who boast about themselves do not last. Those with the doubt call such things leftover food or tumours. They despise them. Thus, those who possesses the doubt do not engage in them. So, the um, I see quite a few negatives in that. Um, the the notes on the, the the translations for that one is to stand on tiptoes is to raise oneself above others. This is an effective metaphor for arrogance because we, we know from everyday experience that it's not possible to stand that way for long. Similarly, an arrogant person's facade of superiority cannot last. The straddle is to strike an exaggerated pose. This represents pomposity, a pretentious display of the ego, just as we cannot walk while straddling. So too can we not make any progress in life when we are too busy projecting a boastful sense of self-importance. And the final one on is to do with the... To, it says, thus, those who possess the Tao do not engage in them. The note on that one is, a common fallacy in the philosophical study of the Tao is that because everything is relative and the Tao encompasses all, there are no good or bad things in the Tao. This chapter points out that true Tao cultivators regard arrogance as useless, harmful, and despicable. Although it is no less a part of the Tao than any other human trait, arrogance simply isn't something that can uplift and inspire most of us. Yeah, so it's basically saying that there are some things that the Tao doesn't encourage. Um, and arrogance. We talk a lot about there's not good or bad, there just is. And I think for me, the good and bad that I don't need to tag are in circumstances in life and people. I don't need to make people good or make people bad or make days good or make days bad. Or Because the idea is that if you make one day bad, then you have to make something else good. And if we learn to accept the day for what it is, a day that could appear bad could be a good day. I mean, how many times have you looked back on something that you thought was a bad thing and it ended up being a good thing? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely emotions and uh, character defects that we've got to deal with. And, yeah, those things are bad, you know, in that term, you know. But, but there's definitely, you know, because we're to, you know, work on these character defects and things that are, that are issues for us, you know? And so, uh, I got a lot out of his commentary today though. I thought it was real good. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of ego in that one. I think there's a lot of, um, or ego, ego shooting downness in that. Yeah. You know, and, and recognizing when, when it's happening. And the big thing about that is in, you know, where it talks about that, um, You know, that not trying to shine. I don't know how many times in business I have made, you know, okay, 
during a conversation with anyone, I realized I took every conversation and made it about me. <laughs> That's what this is talking about. <laughs> How many times have you been in a conversation? And I've noticed it now. And I make it a point not to make the conversation about me. I can take any conversation and turn it around to something about me. And before long, they were talking about me again, <laughs> which is my favorite topic anyway, because I wanted to hear more about me, you know, and I wanted them to know how great I was, you know. So I think that's part of this. That's that's trying to shine. I wonder how many different ways in life that we can look at how we really try to shine. You know, yeah, uh, I, think, I think sometimes the, the, the less you try, the more you get. That's exactly what this is saying, Craig. Yeah. Um, we, um, we, we spoke a couple of times about significance and how a lot of the times we put ourselves out there to gain self-significance. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of your genetic makeup that you want people to look at, you want people to appreciate, you want people to, to you know, to, to look at you. Um, but I think sometimes the, the, the less you do it, the more you... The, the more you actually gain from doing less. Um, well, when we're operating on those lower emotions, mm-hmm. pride, uh, fear, because what's behind a lot of times when you're trying to shine, you're maybe you're afraid they're not going to like you. Okay. <laughs> a lot of times there's fear under that. So we're down on these base emotions that have less energy so when we start dealing with our character defects identifying this stuff letting it go surrendering we start moving up into acceptance and love and peace which have a lot more bless you a lot more power in those emotions and then we get rid of those character defects and when we do we find that what's under that's love and we start loving people we start operating from love instead of from fear. And then it doesn't matter. And when it doesn't matter anymore, people accept us more. Because like accepts, like attracts like. So when we're operating in love and peace and we're looking out for their well-being, then we're not going to try to make ourselves look better than them. We're not going to try to impose on them. Is that our Beatles? Are you filling in for Marla today, Craig, with our Beatles quote? Yeah, I felt a song coming on. Okay. <laughs> All we need is love. Yeah, that's right, Craig. Thank you. I, I, I expect you to have a Santa Claus song today, Christmas song for us. Just give, give another couple of coffees. I'll just get warmed up. Okay. <laughs> but really, when we think about it, this is very, very, very applicable. I mean, it, with your kids, for me, I had to watch it with my kids, just loving them instead of all the time trying to fix them. And every conversation was a lesson. You know, I had to back off from that. So, you know, that's not my job. My job is to love them. And, you know, of course, there's things that come along, but it's not a continual. We're not in continual training. I used to think of it that way. You know, everything had to have a lesson. And so I'm, I'm glad I grew out of that. But uh, same with work, same with everything. You know, I used to try to orchestrate everything so that everyone knew what I thought and that it was the best thing to think. I mean, it was because it's what I thought. So if I thought something, if it was something else better, that's what I would be thinking. You know, that kind of ego just stands in your way. It doesn't help you. So I've I've learned to be more open-minded. I've learned not to try to, you know, this arrogance to be above everyone or to show off, which is the second part of that. And he talked about that. But I'm glad. And in all these, it does give the solution always. And the solution is this, is to let go. So Wayne Dyer talks about how to let go with this. Any comments? Anybody have anything? If not, I'm, I kind of, I'm looking at the next line in the second translation, the next line down from the shine he tries mm-hmm. to shine is he who defines himself can't know who he really is. And I think that line kind of relates to it too, that um, 
You know, if you're trying to present yourself as something, I was thinking about what you were talking about with fear. You know, if I am fearful that people are going to judge me, then I'm going to try to define myself as something different than what I really am. And, but I can't really, he who defines, what do people think of that line? He who defines himself can't know who he really is. What do people think about that line? I, I think it's trying to present yourself in a way that you might not even know who you are, or you're presenting yourself to bra- in, an, in a way to brag to others, but deep down you might not really even know who you are. Yeah. yeah. That's good. The third translation, I think, is the same line. Those who call themselves righteous can't know how wrong they are. Hmm. I think that's the same line. Which line was it? Those who call themselves righteous can't know how wrong they are. Yeah. I heard something the other day. Rather than, rather than trying to be a righteous man, why not be a right man? I don't know what it meant. I just it just it just came to mind. You <laughs> should be talking about righteous righteousness, and I think it kind of takes that self pomposity out of it, and just doing the right thing rather than what you think is. And your, your interpretation of, of the right thing. Because I think when I am fearful, it, like, builds on itself. And I, and then it, it starts to make me, I want to cover that up. So then it's starting to make me dishonest. And then it's starting to make me have pride because I don't want to let other people see that I'm fearful. So, you know, all these negative things start to build up on each other. Instead of, like, the positive things, if I was just honest and say, hey, I'm fearful, guys, you know, then I could get support, then I could get, you know, other people could be helping me. But instead, like, the pride comes in, I start to, you know, the negative stuff that it's talking about, I try to define myself differently and hide that. Mm -hmm. I can totally see how that is a, a very negative thing. So what do we do about it? How do we, how do we handle, when we see it coming up, when we start shining, we start being that, you know, putting on the show, what's the answer? Wayne Dyer is going to tell us. (laughs) (laughs) He is, but it it all comes back to what uh, Stephen Mitchell said at the end there is letting go. It all comes back to surrender. Mm -hmm. So you think it's not attaching to things too? Because what, Kate just read, I think you're labeling something as good or bad, or you're comparing yourself to someone you're either less than or better than them Hmm. and letting go of your attachments, your judgments, your attachments to your judgments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Brandy. And I do that by surrendering those things, saying the same thing. Uh, that's exactly it because, um, I'll give you a real life example for me. Um, I had individual that I was upset with and I could not get over the resentment and I ended up having to, uh, you know, when I really looked at it, what was behind it was just self-righteousness deep down. I wanted to be right. I was right. And I had to surrender the need for them to be wrong. And I had to surrender to the fear of people not thinking I was correct. It got down to fear when it got really down to it. So I was trying to shine my light so people would know I was right. And I was right. I really was. But but it wasn't my place to fix it. So it was causing me anger, you know, and I could not. I worked a four-step on I mean, I did. I worked a program on it, and I said, why am I not? Why am I still angry? Because I shouldn't be. And I said, I'm right here. The last thing in the world I should be is angry about being right. Why am I? <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm just as angry as if I were wrong. And so, or, or so you know, it was weird, you know. And so what's under this? So when I started looking at it, uh, I was not letting go of that. I was not surrendering that fear that was underneath it. So I just start, started surrendering those things, just surrendering to the fear to whatever it is and just really working a thorough um, 
fourth step on it. And I talked to my sponsor about it and I wrote it all out. I mean, I did some real work on it because I did not want to be angry. And, um, you know, it, it, but, but it goes back to this very same thing. So that's good. Thank you, ladies and Craig. Um, Let's read the Wayne Dyer commentary. 24th verse. If you stand on tiptoe, you cannot stand firmly. If you take long steps, you cannot walk far. Just positions of arrogance, right, and pride. Showing off does not reveal enlightenment. Boasting will not produce accomplishment. He who is self-righteous is not respected. He who brags will not endure. All these ways of acting are odious, distasteful. They're superfluous excesses. They're like a pain in the stomach, a tumor in the body. When walking the path of the Tao, this is the very stuff that must be uprooted, thrown out, and left behind. Okay. Living without excess. In this verse, Lao Tzu advises that the path of the Tao needs to be cleared of any weeds of excessive personal importance. After all, accomplishments derive from the all-creating source that Lao Tzu calls the Tao. Everything that you see, touch, or own is a gift from the Tao. Thus, it is your duty to suspend your ego and seek an attitude of gratitude and generosity for the Tao's creativity. In this way, you walk the path of the Tao by becoming like it is, which is always existing in a state of unlimited giving. It is to this state that the 24th verse of the Tao Te Ching urges you to return. Comments? For me, I saw the tool that I could use would be gratitude and being a giver rather than a taker. So when I get in those situations where I want to be the, where my ego's starting to pop up, maybe if I can work in gratitude and say, okay, what am I thankful for in this moment? You know, and start working gratitude with that. Then turn around, and if I'm in a conversation, let's say, and I see me starting to make it all about me, maybe I can quickly have the thought, okay, how can I give to these folks right now? What can I do for them rather than them do for me and make that shift in the moment that can help me not to stand on my tip, not to do those things to make me look, you know, to be more than I am. I think it has a lot to do with gratitude. I think gratitude is a huge tool that we can use for this when, when we start seeing it. Okay. Let me read some more. Notice how the natural flow of the Tao operates. It asks nothing of you as it provides you and everyone else with unlimited supplies of food, air, water, sunshine, land, and beauty. It, all, it is always creating for the benefit of all, and it has no need for prideful boasting or demanding something in return. This poem by Hafiz bears repeating here to illustrate this point. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me, look what happens when, oh, you owe me, look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. The sun symbolizes the Tao at work. It offers its warmth, light, and life-giving energy to all, illuminating the globe, the globe without any demand for recognition. Imagine if the sun needed attention and demanded accolades for its efforts. It would shine only where it felt most appreciated or when it received payment for that life-giving energy. Soon the world would be partially shut off from the sun's magnificence, and ultimately the entire planet would be covered in darkness as wars erupted over ways of appeasing the sun god. It's easy to see why Lao Tzu refers to such inclinations to be boastful and self-righteous as odious and akin to a tumor in the body. Y'all interrupt me if you have a comment. I'm just going to keep reading because this is, this is good. Walk the path of the Tao by, by being a giver rather than a taker, providing for others and asking nothing in return. Then view your desires to brag and seek approval as weeds appearing on your journey. Seeing yourself as important and special because of your artistic talent, for instance, is walking the path of ego. 
Walking the path of the Tao means that you express appreciation for the hands that allow you to create a sculpture. This is how Lao Tzu advises you to walk the path of the Tao free of your ego-driven desires to be recognized for all of your efforts and accomplishments. Change your life by consciously choosing to be in a state of gratitude. Yes, Brandy, gratitude is his answer. The journey of your life will change. Uh, this, I really, I have this, ver- this sentence marked. The journey of your life will change when you emphasize gratitude for all that you are, all that you accomplish, and all that you receive. That's the key right there, emphasizing gratitude. Practice silently repeating. Now, this is a way we can apply this. Repeating, I thank you throughout your waking hours and as you fall asleep and awaken. Really doesn't matter whether you're thanking God, Spirit, Allah, the Tao, Krishna, Buddha, the Source, or Self, because all those names represent the great wisdom traditions. Give thanks for the sunshine, the rain, and your body, including all of its components. You have a brain, heart, liver, and even a toenail appreciation day. Your practice of gratitude helps 24th verse uh, you focus. Oh, see. Your practice of gratitude helps uh, the 24th verse you focus on the real source of everything, as well as notice when you're letting go dominant. Make this a silent daily practice. Give thanks for the bed, the sheets, the pillows, the room you sleep in at night. And in the morning, I say thank you for all that lies ahead. Then begin the day, the beautiful day, doing something kind for another person, being someplace on this planet. Change your life by examining your urge to boast and be self-righteous. This is that tiptoe business, right? When you're about to brag to others about your credentials or accomplishments, momentarily sense the urge and recall Lao Tzu's advice that this is the very stuff that must be uprooted, thrown out, and left behind. On the Tao path, inner approval is healthy and pure while self-righteous boasting is simply superfluous. When you notice your gloating habit, you can choose to get back on the Tao path by remembering this 24th verse of Tao Te Ching. Paposity and self-inflating comments can then be seen as weeds you really have no need of. By returning to radical humility and seeing the greatness within everyone, you'll then, you've then cleared your life of excessive self-importance. And this is the way of the Tao. Do the Tao now. Tomorrow morning, do something expressing your kindness to someone who will be totally surprised by your actions. Email someone expressing your love and appreciation. Call a grandparent who may be feeling lonely in an assisted living facility. Send flowers to a loved one who's alone or even a stranger if necessary. Note how your gratitude for another truly nurtures your Tao path, not that of your ego. Hmm. Comments? So, our work on this, gratitude, thanksgiving, being thankful. What he says is that, he, you know, he talked about it as weeds, you know, that we, that, that arrogance and pride and that self, you know, that, that making yourself bigger than it is, is all um, like weeds that we have to get rid of. And the way we get rid of those things is through gratitude and thanksgiving. And in our actions, changing it from what can you do for me to what can I do for you? So, you know, I had a, when I was really working on letting go and surrender, I had a day where I just surrendered to everything. It was kind of odd. I mean, I surrendered to everything. I surrendered to the barking dog next door. I surrendered to my wife. I surrendered to whatever fears I had that day. I just surrendered to everything. I just let go. I'd ride down the road and I said, I surrender to that car. I surrendered to my Jeep. I surrendered to the, I mean, I was just, it was like a crazy man. I mean, I was just surrendering to everything, you know, but what I found was as I did that, I just got lighter because I just let go of that stuff, you know? And, uh, I think Thanksgiving can do the same thing, you know, because that's really what we're doing when we're in Thanksgiving, when we're thanking for whatever is going on, 
we, we're taking us out of the equation. And that's the whole point of the thing anyway, is to take us, you know, that, that we know and that we, you know, we may know it uh, internally, but putting it into practice where, you know, for a long time I knew everything was a gift. But in real practice, I still acted as if a lot of it was up to me to do and accomplish. And um, I had to I had to move to that. You know, I had to move to uh, to where I just let go of those things. And and a great way to do that is with gratitude. I'm going to work on that myself. I'm going to I'm going to do that practice. Normally, I don't do the. The, the practice he has, but I'm going to do that practice. I'm going to, I'm going to try for the rest of the day just to thank my higher power for everything that I do and come across and see every little thing. I'm going to try to do a gratitude day and see if I get any results from that. First, I'm thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for the SRC. I'm thankful for, you know, all the things, the people that I've met, you know, through this, you know, that's a lot of gratitude there. How did I make any of that happen? I made none of that happen. You know, uh, literally all this started for me from visiting a guy in the hospital. I didn't even like <laughs> that one act of kindness developed into everything that I do now online from that one act. So, uh yeah, I, I think it can. I think if we're needing a change in our life, it can start with gratitude. Hmm. That's not where I thought this was going. <laughs> no, no. Just, uh, well, just just on the lines of gratitude, buddy. You know, I, I'm I'm grateful for all you do for for me. Um, not just not just this group, but the the, the personal relationship I have with you, and the difference that you've made to not only my recovery but my life and the life of my family as well. Um, I, I really am truly thankful for everything you've done. So um, thank you very much. And I, I say that on behalf of Louise as well. Um, Louise has noticed a huge difference since, uh, since I got involved with you. So, you know, it's, it, it really is, it really is a fit and finish um, for the gratitude. And I, I know you always say you never take credit for a gift, but um, the things you've done just with me personally have been fantastic. So, you know, I, I really am grateful for you. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm just glad we've got something to give away, you know. <laughs> That's the whole point, you know, is that we we just let go enough to where we've got something to give. Because that's that's what we're all looking for is to have something to give. It's not to get more. I mean, there's no satisfaction like having something to give. And that's not talking about money. That's talking about the peace and joy that we're all after in life. You know, we're not after the money. We're after peace and joy. If you ever had any money, you find out that it's not there either. So, uh, yeah. But I think it can start with gratitude. And I think gratitude can get us back online when we get out because we can all get off this in a heartbeat. I mean, it doesn't take long at all. I mean, I had a guy message the other day that he was a big fan. I said, a fan of me. And it just made my ego just. Whoosh, you know? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I got to do something with that. I said, I can't let that grow. <laughs> so I had to, I had to surrender that, you know, I had to let go of that. You know, and, and I think it all goes back to that last sentence that we do our work, whatever it is we're doing, whatever our task is. And then maybe a way to let go of that. I just thought of this. We finish whatever it is, and it doesn't have to be work, work, but any task that we're doing that's considered our work in the moment, right? What if we turned around and thanked our higher power for that, whatever that was that we just did? If we start seeing ourselves getting into ego and getting into pride with that, wanting to boast about what we're doing, you know, um, I, I maybe if we turn that around at that moment and started thinking our higher power for that being in our life. That would really help us to get right sized with it. You know, I think that's the takeaway for today is what to do. Be thankful. What, what did y'all get out of today? Anything? I know, I know there's a lot there. 
Um, y'all have any comments? I don't call on people in here, ladies, because a lot of times we just we read something, we're just like, you know, there's nothing to say, you know, because it's gets deep, and uh, so it's not a it's not a necessity that you comment. But uh, I think it is about gratitude. It's about thankfulness. It's about letting go. Because if I'm letting go and I'm being thankful, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna sit there and try to outshine someone. I'm not gonna blind someone with my light, you know. <laughs> huh. That's good. I think I struggle more with um my ego telling me that something's not good enough or I don't know if the Tao goes over that part if there's a chapter. More more than the pride. I mean, obviously, I mean everybody has has that, but I struggle more with um, the other end of it. You know, that's very common, Brandy. And and when you think about it, what I'm learning is that, and the, actually, the twelve and twelve talks about this. That um, what you're describing is pride in reverse. It's still pride. It's just the opposite form that that we would see. So, um, and I think the solution is the same. Um, if we start with gratitude, we can see the gifts that are in our life. And if we start with the gifts, and we start being grateful, then I think that it can move us up to where we start, you know, and start surrendering that, you know, that self pity and that. Um, um, the other, you know, the other emotions that would go with that, um, you know, and that's like, you know, depression, you know, being, you know, uh, really is a, a reverse anger and, you know, and getting rid of that, you know, and surrendering it because the answer is the same, no matter if it's, you know, a character defect that's pressing you down or puffing you up. It's the same solution regardless. And that is to surrender it. And with, with the, the tool he's using is it'd be to surrender. It would be to be thankful. And I'd write down a gratitude list. And I would, I would go back to that list when I thought that, you know, that there was issue there that I, you know, that, that I was beating myself up about something. I would go back and look at my, look at what I was grateful for and see the gifts that are in my life. Because a lot of times I think what happens is we blind ourselves to those gifts and we don't see them. So uh, I would start there. And um, for me, I had to, uh, I started working the steps and, and have a sponsor and, and work to the program of AA. I don't go, I go to meetings once a week now, unless I'm meeting with someone. Um, but uh, that having that structure for me really helped and having someone that knew me that I could say, you know, I could go talk to them. And sometimes it's a, Ah, that's bullshit. You know, what, what's really happening is this, you know, and I couldn't see it and he could see it, you know, because he knew me and it was an outside person to see what was going on. Uh, and just having someone that I can, you know, that I can talk to about what's going on in my life, uh, that really helped me a lot. I could not have done this by myself or, or, uh, just coming to a, an online meeting. I could never have gotten this, um, if that was all that I was doing uh, and you, and uh, if someone um, like even in an online meeting, it's possible to get a sponsor that's in another even part of the world. Um, I'd suggest the women in SRC that you, that you admire their sobriety, that talk to them about what they're doing and, and do what they're doing. And also maybe ask one of them to, to help you to be a, sponsor accountability partner whatever tag you want to put on it just somebody you're accountable to that know that starts to know you um and see how that and see how that works for you and and see if that helps you to take it to another level because a lot of women um have those same issues uh men not as much but for sure women they have issues with thinking they're not good enough that uh that whole that whole side of things you know, is, is inherent in women more than, than my experience and in men. But, uh, they're, you know, first off, 
I'd open myself up to my higher power and say, I need help with this. Put someone in my path. And then just do the next thing that happens, you know, the next right thing that happens that you see. That's how I would I would go back. But the solution's the same. I'd start with gratitude. The ego's like a little devil on your shoulder when you're doing this. <laughs> but I feel like it can almost get there, and then it kind of pulls me back. And Or if something happens, it's kind of stuck in that negative thinking. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it all goes back to self. Because the self is tricky because, for me, this whole program is about surrender and all the Tao is about surrender and letting go. And the last thing the self wants to do is let go. So it's going to, the self is going to use anything it can to keep you from letting go. So, and, and it will pop up with anything that would please you in not letting go. You know, if it's pity or if it's pride or if it's ego, whatever it is, fear, Whatever it is, ever how the the self can manipulate you into not let it, into holding on, it will do it. So uh, I think the ego is the real devil. <laughs> if there's a devil out there, it's my it's, it's my ego and self. You know, but um, does that help? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything else, guys? We're good. Yeah, I'm good. Y'all We're gonna good. try try think. Uh, a thankful day and be thankful for everything. I'd be interested in knowing how that worked for you. If that was, a, you know, I mean, down to the smallest thing, you know, I'm going to try that today and see, I've never done the thankful day. So I'm going to try that. So let's, uh, I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. If it was good for you. Uh, and I know it's uh, Christmas week next week, but uh, we will be meeting. So we'll be meeting Thursday okay. morning again. So, If there's nothing else, we'll call it there. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.